Bonus track, bonus track. Wow, the land of make-believe. It's like people only do things because they get paid. <laughs> I'm in danger. Hey, sports fans, it's time for the first ever episode of What's in My Cue, a special series part of the That Vinyl Show podcast hosted by me, Motley, the Discmaster. I wanted to take this first inaugural episode to kind of talk about something that's been on my mind a lot lately, and that's Record Store Day. Um, For a lot of people, they might not know what that is, but hopefully uh, some of you vinyl enthusiasts know what I'm talking about. For all intents and purposes, I just wanted to give a little history background of Record Store Day and also the Record Store Day 2020 Black Friday drops that uh, I'm most excited about. So for those that don't know, Record Store Day is kind of a big deal for the record community, for the vinyl community. It's either something you really look forward to or something you really dread. One thing that I personally really enjoy is something that they do for Record Store Day is a lot of first releases. First time these things are ever pressed on vinyl, first time uh, we've ever seen it in format, whether it's a brand new album or an album that was released a long time ago that's seeing its first light on vinyl. One in particular I know that I most enjoyed recently was the first ever official vinyl release of Neil Young's Harvest Moon. I just remember that album growing up, listening to it, hearing my dad play it, and I seeing it on final for the first time was kind of a cool experience getting to witness that that was record store day a couple couple years ago i'm not sure not remembering exactly how long ago but anyway what happens with record store day is they release limited numbers um usually within a couple thousands of certain titles and then they have the limited releases which are usually under a thousand but the main releases are either first ever releases, so like the ones I just talked about, or their Record Store Day exclusives. So there's special albums that get released for Record Store Day, and then they release them regularly shortly after. And now we'll kind of walk through some of those in a little bit here, but for some people, they really love Record Store Day because it's a time to just dive into your local record store, support them, and just find some cool titles. For other people, they... the purists quote-unquote are not a huge fan because it's just a lot of hype over some records that just oh they slapped a slapped it on a cool color vinyl or um i don't know they added one track to it or something like that there's a lot of uh, a lot of controversy around record store day or a lot of uh pros and cons you'll see online i for one love it it is so much fun and there's actually two opportunities every year that you get to go and uh, experience record store day there's the official record store day which is in april and then there's the black friday record store day which is in november and they're both really fun obviously the one in april gets more hype because it's the official record store day but then there's also black friday which i personally am a huge fan of because that just fits into my tradition of Black Friday shopping, getting those deals and camping outside. I can't think of a better way uh, to spend that time than to go get some awesome records. So Record Store Day originally started as kind of a similar event to Free Comic Book Day. Uh, A couple of independent record stores came together in 2007 and came up with the idea of, you know, making an event to celebrate vinyl to not only celebrate vinyl but also to help independent record stores one uh, one big thing is that main big music stores will not carry record store day releases they might get them afterwards but usually the ones that get them on record store day are the small independent ones you have to actually apply to get record store day 
titles and albums, which is actually a pretty interesting uh, process they got there, because they divide them all as evenly, equally as they can to give uh, certain stores, um, I think they can actually requ- the stores can request how many they actually get, or how many they want, and then they'll actually send them to, to the stores in certain quantities. Sometimes they get what they asked for, sometimes they didn't get any of what they asked for, it just depends on the popularity of the title that year, but you have to request them. And so, like I said, it's it was created in 2007, but the first Record Store Day we saw happen in 2008, and actually Metallica opened for the event, which is pretty cool. If I can think of uh, any band to open for independent record stores, I think that's a pretty cool opportunity. And so, Record Store Day originally started in the U.S., but then it has since expanded to the U.K., Ireland, France, Germany, the Netherlands, Denmark, Italy, Japan, Mexico, Australia... Spain, Hungary, and Poland. And I'm sure there's been a couple of more expansions since then, but that's it's so cool that we're seeing this huge resurgence of vinyl internationally. And there's a lot of uh, like a lot of good press that's come from it. Like for example, Universal Sales Manager, I'm not even going to pronounce his name because it's really hard. Uh Mark Fade Herb some it, it's it's hard. <laughs> He described Record Store Day as the single best thing that has ever happened to independent record store shops. And I think that's a really cool, that's really saying a lot coming from uh, someone who works as the sales manager for Universal Music, which is one of the largest music companies in the world. And so some really things I'm really excited about. Record Store Day this year, it's been tough. I'm not going to lie. Record Store Day 2020 was not what we were expecting. For example, Record Store Day in April was divided into three different drops. There was the first drop uh, I want to say in August-ish, then there's one in September, then there's one in October. So it was, it was really spaced out. It was cool. There wasn't a whole lot of things I was wanting. That I really wanted stuff on the first drop, and that's where I went and got things. But the second and third drop, I was kind of like, eh, not super hyped about it. But then I, I read the list for the Black Friday drops, and I got really excited. Uh, so there's a couple of titles that I was really hoping to get, and I'm going to do actually kind of a mini unboxing thing right now. I have the bag of records that I got from my store. I haven't opened them yet. And so I was just going to kind of walk through each of them and talk a little bit about the titles. I didn't get a, a whole lot this year. I kind of kept to the ones I was really excited about because sometimes, like all of us, uh, I will definitely oversplurge sometimes when I see a record on the wall and I just want to be like, I'll grab that. And then I never listen to it, which is a real shame on both my part and shame for the music because it deserves to be loved. So let's just I'm just going to dive in and you're going to hear some bag rattling just to show you it's a little more authentic there. Oh yeah, you hear that bag rattle. So first up on my list is a 45, actually, of Chris Cornell's... uh, This is the first release, so this is the first time it's ever been pressed on the vinyl. It's a 45 of Chris Cornell singing Patience from Guns N' Roses. Then on the back side, it has a live version of him singing uh, Nothing Compares to You, which is a song by Prince. And so I was really excited. Uh, I've become a huge Chris Cornell fan in most recent years. Unfortunately, with his passing, a lot of his music has become very collectible. And so uh, there's been a couple of actually Record Store Day 45 releases over the past few years. I've managed to snag a couple of them. But I was really excited about this one because Patience was one of my favorite Guns N' Roses songs growing up. And then I also have fallen in love with the song Nothing Compares to You by Prince. Um, just hearing Chris Cornell's rendition on them are both very exciting. Um, but let's let's see what this one looks like. I'm not exactly sure where the, the opening is. I think it might be on the top of the, the 45 here. 
Okay, so that's pretty cool. Um, so we got some pictures of Chris Cornell, um, some pictures of his family, kind of looks like a little photo album montage thing. And that's on white vinyl. I was not expecting that. I was honestly expecting black vinyl. Um, so that's really cool. Doesn't necessarily say on the t- Oh, there it does. It pays to read the labels, kids. But yeah, um, nice little Chris Cornell 45 on white vinyl. Guns N' Roses Patience and Prince's Nothing Compares to You. Let's see what the next one is. Ah, yes, here we go. Motorheads on Parole. So this one was an interesting one. This was honestly kind of a bit of an impulse buy. I am a huge Motorhead fan, such a Lemmy fan. And so this one I saw, I honestly did not know a whole lot about it. There was a couple of Motorhead releases this year. And so I saw this one. I just figured, you know what? I'll just pick this one up too. So for those that may not know... On Parole was originally recorded in 1975-1976 and was intended to be Motorhead's debut album. Unfortunately, things didn't quite work out the way they're supposed to, and it eventually was released in December of 1979 after the albums Overkill and Bomber, which came out earlier that year. So, On Parole is the only album to feature the band's original lineup. Most times people think of the iconic lineup of Motorhead, which is Lemmy on bass and vocals, uh, Filthy Phil on drums, and Fast Eddie Clark on guitar. Well, this is the only album to feature the band's original lineup, which has Lemmy on vocals and bass, uh, Larry Wallace on guitar and vocals, and a guy named Lucius or Lucas Fox on drums. So that's kind of interesting, too, to see people we'd never really heard much about. So that's pretty cool. Um, and also, this is so this is the expanded and remastered version. This is a Record Store Day first release, quote-unquote. And so we have the original album plus the 1997 bonus track on vinyl um, as a bonus kind of EP as a part of it. So we have the original album of the tracks from On Parole, but then it also has on the bonus tracks, it has an alternate take of On Parole, an alternate take of City Kids, uh, Iron Horse Born to Lose, an alternate take, and then it has an alternate take of Motorhead, then also an alternate take of Leaving Here, and then a demo version of the song Fools. So I'm pretty excited to, to dig into this one a little bit. So let's see what this one looks like here. Awesome, sweet pictures of Lemmy. All right, so just like standard black vinyl. That's not a big, not a problem, not a deal breaker. I'm pretty excited. This has got some cool uh, pictures and memorabilia stuff on the inside. And I'm, I'm excited to dive into this album. I just have never really heard too much about it. So I figured I might as well just grab it while I could. Let's see what's next. Oh, yes. So speaking of Motorhead, my next favorite one, the one I was really hoping to get this year, was a special kind of Christmas maxi single of uh, Motorhead's Ace of Spades. Ace of Spades. Man, I cannot talk. But it's one where it has Motorhead dressed up in their Santa outfits. And so this is the iconic lineup of Lemmy, Fast Eddie Clark, and then also Filthy Phil. This is an Ace of Spades uh, 12-inch, and then also has on the backside Dirty Love, but then also has an interesting instrumental version of Ace of Spades. But, I mean, why would you listen to the instrumental version when you got Lemmy singing? Um, But that's still pretty cool. And so this is to celebrate the 40th anniversary of uh, this anthem, which the album Ace of Spades celebrated its 40th anniversary this year. That's pretty cool. And it also has a Christmas ornament. I'm excited to never use that because I don't want anything to happen to it. But this is really cool. So fun story is that I was at a record store one time in New York and I saw this album on the wall and I 
it's one of those ones I kind of kicked myself for never asking about it. I was like, huh, that's funny, Ace of Spades Christmas cover. And then I just walked out of the store. I don't know why. I, I always wondered about that. Like, I, sh- <laughs> I didn't think about it till later that night. I was like, you know, I should have asked about that. I should have gotten it if I could have. And I, I just never did. And next time I went back, it was gone. So that's a real shame. But I'm happy to have this reproduction one. This is pretty cool. And, oh, it's also on red vinyl. So that's a pretty cool, pretty nice little uh, head nod to the whole Christmas spirit there. Oh, what's next? What's next? Okay, so for anyone that knows me, I am a huge R&B and soul fan, and one of the best labels out there today is Daptone. Um, everything they put out is amazing. I can't think of a ter- of a bad Daptone album in general, but I love uh, their whole setup, and one of their iconic names was uh, Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. Uh, for those that may or may not know, unfortunately, Sharon Jones, she passed away uh, back in 2016, which is a real uh, heavy hit to a lot of music fans, but also a lot of fans of her of her music and what she really did to help revitalize the whole R&B, like, soul movement. Not necessarily, like, neo-soul, but, like, that homage to the 1960s soul, which is pretty cool. But then also the Dap Kings, huge fan of them. What you may not have known is that the Dap Kings played on, or the backing band for Amy Winehouse on her debut album, Back to Black. And so that's a pretty cool thing, too, that um, they had this very authentic... R&B sound to to them and that was the band that she went out and picked for her debut oh sweet so this is a nice little blue and black splatter vinyl uh has the has the stereotypical support your local record store on the uh on the label there from from Daptone but so this album is kind of a compilation of some of her favorite uh covers or things that she was commissioned to do over the years and some of these are actually unreleased so I'm excited to really dive into this because I haven't really heard too many of her covers over the years but uh, this album's called Just Dropped In to See What Condition My Rendition Was In so that's pretty fun it's got a picture of her on the front with the Dap Kings and has songs like uh, Stevie Wonder's Sign Sealed uh, Delivered I'm Yours uh, Little by Little um, let's see Take Me With You from Prince it's got uh rescue me it's got some really good songs i'm excited to to dive into this one this one sounds really cool um but yeah pretty excited to uh see another great um album to commemorate the life and legacy of sharon jones and so finally my last uh record store day pickup this year was sun O. Now, a lot of people may wonder, what is Sun O? They are a drone metal band. So this kind of seems like the black sheep of everything I've just put down. But, you know, I am I was pretty excited about this one. This is a Record Store Day limited run, regional focus release. So only like a few of these were, were made. Only 800 of these were actually pressed. So I am pretty feel pretty lucky to have snagged one. Um... This album, Flight of the Behemoth, was their third album, if I'm not mistaken, released around 2002, and so here it is officially re-released in 2020, and it says that the band collaborated with legendary Japanese noise artist Merzbal, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, who mixed the third and fourth track, and this is the first ever use of a drum machine on a Sun O album, and so I'm pretty cool, I'm pretty excited with that, it was on FWTBT. And you might uh, recognize that as the abbreviation or the initials for For Whom the Bell Tolls, the famous Metallica song. They actually do a interpretation of it. 
um, very, very slowed down and very drony. So I am excited to dive into this. It looks like, is this a two or a three LP set? Um, looks like it's two. It's gold with, ooh, gold with black splatter. I'm, <laughs> this sounds really cool. This is actually the first Sun O album I've officially owned on vinyl. So I was pretty excited to dive into that too. I don't know. I've just been getting into some drone metal stuff lately and, for some reason, I find it very easy to sleep to it, and I've been really enjoying that a lot lately, just taking afternoon or evening naps and having a little drone metal to lullaby you to sleep. But, so that's actually, that's all in my queue, that's all that's in my bag this week. I got a couple more albums that I picked up that weren't necessarily uh, Record Store Day releases, things that I'm just really excited about. For example, the new live album from the Arctic Monkeys and the new uh, special unreleased bonus tracks of Lee Fields, another soul artist, kind of like the Sharon Jones. Um, I'm just excited to listen to all this when I actually find the time to do it. But yeah, I just wanted to thank everybody for joining me today as I nerded out on a couple of things I picked up for the most recent Record Store Day and kind of start our journey on this whole what's in my queue bag. So yeah, thanks everybody for tuning in. So feel free to tune in next time to our next episode of That Vinyl Show. Uh, Until next time, I've been Motley, the Disc Master, and this has been What's in My Queue.